At the beginning of this year, we talked about splitting the year into four parts. Well, we finished the first part, and we are now at the beginning of the second part of the year. So this is kind of the sequel to the first part. Uh, so we want to talk about what we plan to do, kind of how we're doing. I don't know. We didn't really prepare too much for this episode, we're, so we're just going to kind of chill out and talk about the immediate future. Uh, so I guess the question would be from me to you is, do you have a clear idea of what you want out of the next three yeah. months? Yeah, that's the question I was dreading because no is the short answer. I do. I like this idea. It kind of feels like New Year's resolution time again, where you're right. like, okay, cool. It's clean slate. Let's, let's make some plans. Let's do some stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about it and I have been thinking about it, but yeah, what I want out of my life for the next three months is a hard question. Uh, but here's an attempt at an answer, I guess. Okay. I've been, I've kind of been writing some of these things down. Some of them have just been specific little things that I want. Like, okay, I want to, I want to work on this habit. I want to, you know, make this thing better. Um, I'm kind of trying to approach this block more as a bunch of small habits rather than the last three months, which was these major habits that I really had to work on. So the last, last three months, I, the big things I did were waking up and going to bed at the same time every day and then exercising every day. And then I had these sort of ideas about using the computer less and being more focused. And that was very hazy. And of course it didn't work at all. So I still got to deal with that. But that was last last month block, learned some lessons. So I got a bunch of little habits that I want to work on, kind of piecing things together. Okay. But as far as the big stuff, what I really want is one, I want to make some real strides in the, the main quest, the big project, the big personal stuff. You know, I'm working on a spaced repetition app and I sometime in the next three months, and I'm sure this will be at the last day, but I, I want to begin alpha testing with other users, which means I have three months to like really get my shit together where this can work and it can work for somebody who isn't me who designed this thing from the ground up and knows all those stupid quirks and how to work around the dumb stuff. Like it's got to work. It's got to, the server has to hold up to different people. It's got to make sense. And then ideally it's got to be in a state where whoever uses it would want to continue to use it and not just drop it after a couple of days. So that's the big, the big goal to make that happen. Um, By the I, end of the three months? Yes. I mean, it wouldn't, this isn't a release. This is a small private release to a few people. Right, you right. will be one of them, I hope. And you know, I got to get to that point. So that's a major goal. Um, and then just on a high level, some of the other things I've been thinking about that I want, less in terms of making something and more of just me and how I want to kind of continue to improve myself. Um, I really want... I want to have more fun doing all of the things that I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's the end of that sentence. I want to have more fun doing okay. all the things that I do. <laughs> I keep thinking about this line that I heard. Um, I think I might've mentioned this before, but it's James clear talking to Peter Atia about, I think this was Steffi Graf, who's a legendary tennis player. And they were doing some kind of, I don't know, testing aptitude test type of stuff with a bunch of tennis players, Steffi Graf being one of them when they're really young. And they 
they found that she was very talented. You know, she had a lot of just athleticism and kind of things you would look for in a player. But they also found that she really, really, really liked to play tennis. And it was just really fun for her. And that's just what she wanted to do. And the observation was, man, there is no stopping somebody who just really likes to do it. And I've been thinking about that just as like a general concept of, man, the people who are really good at stuff, they really like it for the most part, right? Like whatever it is, there's something about that process that they can just really throw them in, throw themselves into and enjoy. And I think I haven't really been doing that so much. I've, do you, well, do you feel like you're not having fun? Like, well, where are you at now? It's not that I'm not having fun. It's just, I, you know, I we've kind of been talking through this a little bit in the past few months, but I feel like I spend a lot of time analyzing and kind of judging and thinking, oh, am I good at this? Am I bad at this? And how am I doing? Am I, am I progressing the way I should? There's just a lot of that, a lot of the self-one stuff. And not that that's always bad. I think there's definitely times when you do need to evaluate. But for the most part, I want to get more into the headspace where... I'm able to do something and just kind of forget that I'm doing it. You know, where I, if I read a book, I'm always like checking the page number and how much farther for this chapter, how much is left here. And if I read for another hour, I think I'll be this far into it. Cause like, I'm thinking so much about finishing the book just because I want to be done because I don't know, I guess I just do. I'm not sure why I'm so like, my brain just is always thinking about the future and about, oh, yeah, I'll be done with this. And then that'll, you know, I can go on to this next thing and whatever. And I, I want to just, if I pick up a book to read, I want to just be lost in the book where I'm not worried about where I am. I'm just reading it. Right. And I forget how long I've been reading like that, that state of mind and not just reading books, but for anything, I want to just be able to get lost in stuff. And that hasn't really been happening so much. Although I do think I've made some progress in the past weeks to months. Uh, but that's like a major goal. That's kind of exactly where I'm at as well. Okay. So, what, I mean, what do you want from the next three months? What are your goals? Okay. Well, all right. Backing up to the beginning. Doing this three-month thing, um, it's actually, it's been wonderful, but it's actually been very hard. And I kind of just want to talk about that for a minute. Okay. Having... Pull yourself out of wherever you are after three months and then re-examine everything and think about the big picture. It it forces you to really take and th this whole program of splitting the year into four parts and then reviewing every three months or whatever. It's sort of like this uh like a reality machine. You take all these vague dreams, you put them into the the year four-part three-month cycle machine and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they are a specific date on the calendar and you are actually doing the scary things you know and it gets kind of scary you know i had to finish a painting and put that out that mm -hmm. was scary and now i have to start another one and that's also scary, but I have to do it because it's now on the calendar. If it wasn't on the calendar, if it wasn't going through this weird reality machine, I could probably continue to put it off and make excuses and feel good about not getting mm -hmm. to it. But with this whole system, it's forcing me to do the actual things that 
I want to do in the back of my mind that are just kind of scary. And so, I mean, there's all kinds of things that are going on the calendar that I'm actually going to do mm-hmm. and it feels great, but there's definitely a, a healthy dose of fear uh, in this year. And I'm kind of proud of that. And also <laughs> a little fearful, Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's not bad fear. It's like, it, it's, it feels good to be a little bit scared. To me, it's, it's like the kind of fear that procrastination is designed to get you around. It's yeah. the kind of stuff where, like you said, like, oh, oh, I'm actually going to do this. Like, I'm, I am going to re- publicly release and show people my painting that has to actually happen on a specific date. And the whole, the whole deal with procrastination is you always going, it's not that I'm not going to do it. It's that I'm not going to do it today. It's that it's not, there's no concrete time. So it's fine. It'll just be later. And that's like that kind of fear is what we've been, you know, honing our skills and avoiding. Yeah. So, okay. Talking about making things easier or not even just easier, making them more fun. That's where I have ended up at as well. And I've kind of been talking about this for the last Mm -hmm. few months, I think it's just finding ways to feel more natural in what you're doing and stuff like that. But okay. So I, I finished this painting, right? And for the last many years, for six, seven years, my goal really has been to do oil paintings, but I've had a full-time job and whatever, and I've had tons of reasons to not do them, but I've still tried and failed throughout the years. So finally, I, I finish a painting. <laughs> and, you know, I have my, my beef with the painting itself, but, you know, on, on a bigger scale, I did it. I accomplished this thing and and then it kind of you know after years of having that as my my goal or my I don't know after years of finally accomplishing that as soon as it was over with it starts to flip and then you think okay well then what's next or or what am I really doing now now that I've proven that I can kind of do this mm-hmm. what am I actually after I mean, you know, if you back out a bit, I said I wanted to be an independent artist someday and I want to be able to kind of create this stuff. But I didn't really think past doing the first painting. <laughs> it was, I've I've proven to myself that I can do one. Right. And now it's, okay, well, I can't, I can't just do a painting every eight months because that's very very few paintings a year. That's one and a half paintings a year. And uh, I can't do that. That doesn't give me anything. And so I, I think in my mind, I saw it as I could put out art like a full-time independent artist could put out mm-hmm. while also keeping a full-time job and hardly having any time. And so at this point, I had to kind of, like in the last week or so, I've had to really start thinking about Okay, what do I what am I trying to accomplish here? What what should my process be like? Am I trying to to do these big large paintings? Am I trying to build I don't know, a a big portfolio of work? I don't know. I've I've just I've had to kind of step back and think what am I working towards now? And yeah. I think my answer is I want I want more paintings, of course. But I have to find a system, like ideally I would be able to put out a big 
finished ambitious painting, you know, every month or every two weeks or something, but I don't have time for that and I can't do that. So I, I'm going to do smaller paintings more frequently, hopefully. <laughs> that That's my goal is to, is to instead of work on uh, doing something really big, I'm going to work on just finishing mm -hmm. things quickly. And maybe the quality drops off a little bit, but I, I want to find a process where it feels good all the way through. I want to have fun with it and I want it to go quickly. And so I, I think for the next three months, I'm going to try to do two paintings. So in three months, right? The last one I did one painting in eight months. I want to do two in three months, but I want them to be about half the size. And I want to find a process that just feels good and fast all the way through. So I'm going to take every opportunity through the process to make everything easier. Like learning to paint is one thing, but learning to finish paintings is a separate skill. And I learned this at work because I'm constantly finishing work. And I, I need to relearn this, or, or I need to learn this for the first time with oil painting and, and for this type of work. So I wanna transition to making the easy decision and the fun one. And so that's the process that I'm going to try to build. And then in the future, hopefully I can expand that out to bigger stuff if I ever have more time. At work, we're, giving these, we're given these extremely short deadlines. And I always finish them. And for the first, I don't know, when I first started working there, it was so hard. It was so hard to do. And you put out a lot of bad work. But at some point, you kind of learn how to pace yourself in a short amount of time. And you're doing an enormous amount of work, but you're making like all the right decisions. And it's, you just know how to finish a piece. No, I think I get, I think I get what you're doing. Um, you know, part of me is like, uh, I think about certain bosses I've had or, you know, crappy project managers or whatever, where you just get somebody breathing down your neck going, we've got to have this done in you know, by tomorrow. Right. And they did like, it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be, you know, make your a copy of Facebook, you know, and it doesn't matter how big, like clone Amazon, right. do it by tomorrow. And my feeling is you can't just, just say things and make them exist. You know, if it takes 10 years to do, then it takes 10 years to do. You can't just will it into one day. So part of me kind of feels that way. Like, well, if, you know, if it takes you this long to do a painting and it takes you this long to do a painting, you can't just say, well, I'm going to do it in a month and a half because that's what right. I want. But what I think what you're looking for is, Hey, I want to put this constraint and I want it to change the way I paint. The hope is that you will be painting differently to where you actually can do a painting much faster because you're kind of forcing yourself to, execute in a way that you weren't before you aren't having to second guess and redo and right is that yes and the concept i understand i understand how it sounds because last week i did a painting at work and the time frame was so short and the expectations were so big right it they did not line up and so i'm working on this painting and i feel nothing but stress and it was horrible and i hated it it was bad results it was it was all the wrong ways of how you do something 
I should not have been expected to finish it that quickly. And it, you know, you can't meet those expectations that quickly. You just, you, you can't do it. You need time to do that. So that's not what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to, I don't want that feeling at all when I go to do this next painting. What I want is a time frame, and then whatever feels good in that time frame, right? That's the, that's the expectation. I know. Again, I don't know if this will work. I might totally fail at this, but I want it to just feel good for a month and a half. That's how how much the first painting should should be, and then I do another one in a month and a half. And that should be two at the end of three months. Right now, I don't really have any huge expectations of what I want out of it. The only expectation I have is that I want to feel good through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of funny because I almost feel like I've gravitated towards the opposite idea. Which is... So, last three-month block, I did my exercise every day thing. Right. That was a major goal. And I've, right. you know, pretty much accomplished that. And one thing I found, you know, the, the objective of the exercise every day thing was that I was trying to take all these different goals and things that I had going in terms of fitness and take out a lot of the thinking where I'm not so worried about, oh, I got to get my 5K time down to this much in two months. Because I, I, I was doing that for a while and then I wound up with shin splints and wasn't, you know, that sucked. And I kind of had to stop. And, you know, oh, I want right. to lift this much by this time like i had all these it was very goal oriented but i kept like just kind of overcooking things and trying to do too much at one time or oscillating back and forth we've talked about this right but i really wanted this stuff to be simple where just every day i wake up and i just go do whatever is on the agenda for exercise and i don't think about it and i'm not worried about how i'm recovering or whatever and just i make i make the decisions at these very particular points along the way but i'm not worrying about it every day so I did that and it worked great. I was, I mean, I, I still am doing fitness stuff every day. And it's been like, now that it's been a little over three months, it's like really starting to kick in that, oh, this is amazing. I feel really good. And I'm genuinely starting to make progress. My brother-in-law was here this past week. Um, and he's a, you know, he recently did a half marathon a little while ago. He did a lot of running, like, you know, somebody who just runs a lot. And I've always kind of been like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm not really a runner. I'm just whatever, but he's here. He's like, Hey, you want to go for a run? I'm like, okay, sure. Pretty sure I can do it. And it was great. It was fantastic. You know, we're, we're out there. We did, uh, like a six mile run twice, I think. Um, and nice. it was, it was no problem for me. Like, I just, I felt really good. Um, you know, we, we get done and he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run the last half mile, you know, go fast. I'm like, okay, me too. And no problem. Like, I just, I felt, felt great. And it kind of hit me like, oh no, I'm a runner now. Like, I, I haven't been able to switch this in my head. I'm still just somebody who's trying it out to, you know, whatever imposter syndrome type thing. But after that, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I can, I'm actually getting reasonably good at this you know within the amateur space whatever but it felt great and we're we're he's looking at doing another half marathon or marathon or something we're looking at different training plans like oh man this would be really hard you you know this this training plan for the half marathon you got to run for this many hours a week and this and that and like okay this day is an easy day this day is a long day and i'm thinking about it like i could do that because i run four times a week 
like non-optionally, that is my program. That's what I do now. So I run four times a week. And so if you look at the training plan, it's almost like I don't, I don't need to set a goal. I don't need to say, okay, for the next three months, I'm going to do this really hard thing. Because if you compare that to what my current training plan is, it's like it fits where, how do I say this? It's like I'm, I'm training all the time and there's no decision there. I'm just doing it because that's the plan now. It's like I've, I've built this engine and it just, it takes me forward where I'm doing something every day and I'm getting faster and I'm getting stronger. And I just, See, that, it's not something to make decisions about anymore. It just happens. That and the fact that you don't even have a a thought of you know who you are as a runner it's just this thing that you started doing and you're enjoying the ride you're just going you're not calling yourself mike the runner or you know you're not right. you're not you're not caught up in that you don't have this part of your i don't know your your person defined as runner you're just doing it and I think that is, that's perfect. That's where you want to be with any of this stuff. That's where I yeah. want to get back to with art is, you know, previously, you know, finishing a painting. Oh, well, it's the first painting I would post in years. Uh, you know, is this what I want people to know me by? You know, I don't want any of that. I just, I want to do a painting. If the idea is good or bad, I don't want to care. I just want to keep, you know, I... I yeah. paint four times a week or whatever. You know, you go running four times a week without a thought as to what you are as a runner. Right. You just, you go do the thing and you're along for the ride. I want to keep painting, putting out paintings, and then just keep going and not give a second thought to who yeah. I am, you know, or or who I'm perceived as or, or whatever. I just want to keep going. And so... It, there's a weirdness for me putting a deadline on the mm -hmm. paintings. And I'm just curious, because I've never done it this way for this type of work. I've never put a deadline on it. But in some ways, the deadline is freeing, because once the deadline's over, right. you go on to the next one, and it, it keeps it small. So it, it keeps the scope of work contained. And yeah. because of that, it's a little bit less scary. I, I don't want the stress of, oh, my God, I got to finish this thing or, you know, whatever. And then I'm staying up all night and I'm miserable. I don't I don't want that at all. And if it gets to that, well, then I'm doing something wrong because I, right. I need to enjoy this all the way through. Yeah, to me, the, the one potential use of a deadline is to try and pressure you into choosing to spend your time on something versus not. Right. If you right. were every day, you're just watching Netflix and goofing around and wasting all your time like, oh, well, I didn't do it again, whatever. You know, who cares? I'll get it done eventually. Then putting a deadline in place could be really good to try and fix that problem of, OK, this has to be done in six weeks. So you don't get to goof around and watch Netflix all night. You have to work on the painting. So that is like a common usage of a deadline. And it does not sound like that's the boat that you're in because. Well, or what I want. What I want that for, I want the deadline to pressure my decision making. Right. It, because I, I was watching myself doing this previous painting, and it's, you know, you come up with all these options or different ways of going, and you think, ah, oh, what's the right answer? You know, what's the absolute best right answer? And this is, you know, yeah. what 
perfectionists claim uh, as their way of thinking. And it, it's very heavy. Like, that that's an impossible decision to make. Yeah. You know, have I reviewed every bit of art knowledge ever on the planet? And what does all of that equal in this instance? What is the right answer? I don't, I don't have a clue what the right answer is. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want a little bit of pressure of what is the best answer that you can make right now? That's what I want. So you put a little deadline on there. Then you don't sit there and ponder over, you know, two different pencil sketches. Which one is the right answer? I don't know. You just want to go, okay, well, today the best answer is the one on the right. So you grab that one and you move forward with that. And then you build on top of that. And you just, you make decisions quickly. That's where I want the pressure to be is on the decision making. Yeah, I, I see it as, and I get what you're saying. So to me, the thing that I've been so happy with is this idea that I, I spend a chunk of time doing something every day and then that just kind of carries you forward where you keep doing that, you're going to be making progress. You know, I've been working on my my software project every morning for about an hour and a half. And so I just make progress on it because I don't, I don't have to wake up and go, oh no, deadline's coming up. I better get to work or whatever. Right. I'm just doing it every day and it feels really good. And so as long as I don't get too wandered off into some unproductive corner of things, it continues to make progress every day. So the advantage I think of what, what you're after, cause it sounds like you're doing that too, right? You're just spending yeah. time working on this mm-hmm. thing. Um, you're trying to create some kind of condition that causes essentially you to be more efficient in that process where when you sit down to paint for an hour, you're getting more done than you would have otherwise, because you're trying to kind of force yourself to think a certain way to where you're, you're painting better in a sense. I mean, that's, that's the hope. I don't yeah. know if this will work. It's just an experiment. Yeah. So, and, and there's a weirdness to, to this kind of thing. With running, you go out and you run. Unless you're training for a specific event, like a specific race, then you're just, you know, you, you go out your four days a week and you just keep improving. And it's kind of up to you to push yourself or, or, whatever um but there's no like closing date on things it's not you had to hit x amount of miles in a month or x amount of hours in in whatever for what i'm doing there needs to be a close i can't work on one painting forever i just did that (laughs) i don't want to do that i need a close i need it to i need it to be a cycle I need to go through the process all the way through. Whether it's a success or not, I don't really want to care about right now. Eventually, that's a concern. But right now, I just want to go through the whole process multiple times, learn what it's like to go from initial idea all the way to finish. I'm not trying to make a masterpiece. I'm trying to understand what a fun process looks like from start to finish and how can I strengthen that and build that. So I'm... Yeah, at least that's that's yeah. the goal. <laughs> okay, so changing tax a little bit here. Something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts along these lines too. But I've kind of been interested in this idea that... Well, let me back up. Last three months, 
I had basically three things that I wanted to do. Like I said, there was the wake up at the same time, the exercise every day, and then the, you know, be more focused at work, don't get distracted, that kind of stuff. And of course, the first two worked great because they were super concrete and I could check off a box every day if I did it or not. And then the third one sucked because that's super mushy and vague. But it doesn't mean that it isn't an important thing. Like I am still very concerned and really wanting to address this tendency of me to just get very sucked into all kinds of distracting things. Like it's very important to me. It's just, it's hard to say, yes, today check mark didn't get distracted or oh right. no, today I failed. Right. Like it's just, it's too messy and you know, it's too much of a continuous blurry thing. So it got me thinking like, the the binary stuff is very actionable. If I can say, yes, I did this or no, I didn't, that's great. That's the kind of thing you can put on the chart and check off every day. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I can work on for a month. But if it's messy and vague, like I don't want to be as distracted or I want to have more fun when I'm doing stuff, right? that doesn't work so well. It's what I want. It's important to me, but I don't know how to act on that, right? So, because uh, it's almost like a feeling or a mental narrative. It's not, I can't just do it or not do it. It's like the outcome of what I need. So I've been trying to kind of think about this a little differently in that, okay, if this is my goal, I want to figure out the recipe to create that effect, so to speak. So I've been trying to, like with the not getting as distracted stuff, I've been trying to kind of break that down into some distinct habits or basic rules that I can check off as yes, I did this or no, I didn't. So one obvious one is I could meditate every day and then I could check a box if I did that or not. And I could do that for a month and I could, you know, hope that the outcome of that thing of meditating every day is going to be me being calmer and more focused and more present and so on. So that's like a potential ingredient into getting that result. Um, I recently watched a video from Dr. K about he kind of had this uh, somebody posted this in discord i think but he kind of had this idea of like applying intermittent fasting principles to using technology to where you kind of box out a chunk of time where you're allowed to use the computer and the phone and everything but then at the end of that window you're done and you're just not allowed to do that stuff anymore so for him he was doing eight hours a day and that included work and gaming and everything and then any time outside of that was read a book, write stuff in a page or in a notebook or whatever, but you can't use your phone. You can't use um, computers and stuff. That's a pretty fascinating idea to me. I've been kind of gravitating towards that a little bit just on my own, but hearing him kind of explain his experience was pretty interesting. So I'm kind of thinking about doing that, but I think this is kind of similar to what you're saying and that you want a result out of you. Like you want to be thinking, you know, more, more freely and more naturally and just making decisions quickly and not agonizing over the results. And so you're going to create some kind of rule for yourself that is supposed to help create that effect. Right. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. been trying to think about that for me in a, in a very different way, but I've been trying to come up with, okay, what, what are the binary things, the things I can check off or not, you know, the, the concrete stuff that will create these effects in me of me, feeling like I'm having more fun or, you know, just feeling more natural doing things, not again, not getting distracted, sucked into tech, that kind of things. 
Okay, so when you look at what you want, or, or you're you're looking, you're reviewing yourself, and you are seeing, okay, I'm getting distracted too much. I'm looking at my phone too much. I'm watching too much YouTube yeah. or whatever you're doing. Do you just immediately think, um, okay, well, looking at my phone too much is bad because it makes me feel bad. And watching too much, uh, you know, YouTube videos or whatever, that's bad because then I feel kind of icky afterwards or whatever. Yeah. I need to not do that. I, I think if you're focusing on what it's causing too much, you lose, how do I say this right? Um, I think it helps much more to find the reason to not do those things. Like, what is it that you want out of the positives, you know? Yeah. Focus as much as you can on the result you would have if you didn't do those things and you were like, you know, ultimate Mike. <laughs> what does that look like? If you can really define what you want out of ultimate Mike, ultimate happy, joyous, uh, sunshine Mike, if you can define that, then it becomes very clear what the actionable items are. It, not necessarily, but it it's helping me. I think... All the talk we had about, actually, all the talk we didn't have, because I think the podcast cut off on that one episode. <laughs> but anyway, we, I went on this rant about how important um, events or actual, tying yourself to an actual event. Like, mm -hmm. for running, it might help if you, you know, had a race that you were getting ready for. Or with me, it helps to have some kind of deadline so I can pace myself and finish that and then move on to the next one. And then I have another event, right? An actual date on the calendar for stuff. And it, it works backwards. It fills in everything behind it where, you know, I signed up, I use this as an example a lot, but I signed up for like an obstacle race thing. I guess that's all it's called. And working backwards from that exact date, all of a sudden I have a reason to exercise again. I have a reason yeah. to pass up being lazy on certain days. I have a reason to say no to certain distractions because I have a reason to do the right thing. Um, and so I think for a long, or, or many times I have focused strictly on what I'm doing wrong of, oh, I'm watching too much YouTube. I need to not do that. Well then, okay, you don't do that, but then you don't know what the hell to actually do. Yeah. Right. So you just end up doing the same thing and it, it becomes very hard to remember why you're not doing it in the first place. So I, I guess all I'm saying is make sure you know what you actually want, um, because it could be very possible that you're just lacking a reason not to get distracted. You know, your brain's sitting there and going, I don't know what else to do. So looking at my phone is the most valuable thing to me. So I'm going to go do it. And so, of course, you can't stop doing it or it becomes a problem or it's not even a problem. You might see it that way, but it becomes a pattern of behavior. And then yeah. you notice that there are, are bad side effects to that, but you, you aren't focusing on what you actually want or, or what the benefits are to not doing those things are. And, and that is a consideration too. I mean, I, I take the point for sure, 
um you know the the plan is not to just cut out a whole bunch of stuff and then i right, right. sit around and i'm unbearably bored all the time that's not my vision of you know perfect me but right. i do notice a lot that it's almost as if there's this kind of kind of baseline level of amusement or distraction uh where it's it's like i need something to be this interesting to capture my attention you know last week at work actually i was tasked with this project of trying to uh come up with some system to clone somebody's voice you know this ai text-to-speech thing to clone somebody's voice and create this fake version of them this is consensual this person asked this to be done it's not like doing something nefarious but the project was to clone this person's voice and come up with all these like generated voice lines and things around this person and so i start getting into it and i'm like this is cool this is really fun and i'm getting totally sucked in and you know days go by and like i'm just really having a good time with it but that was like very interesting it's a brand new technology that hasn't really existed. And so it's super cool. Yeah. But so that was enough to where it's more interesting than all the other stuff kind of bubbling around me. You know, the Discord conversations I'm looking at and the random things that are on YouTube and, and whatever. It's like, cool. So I go after this thing. But then once that project ends and it's back to the stuff that's just kind of mundane of, okay, update this text box make this image crop differently it's like and that's right. way below that threshold of stuff so it's just not very interesting and so i'm just tending to get distracted and whatever so if i i feel like lowering that threshold lower where i'm not constantly switching contexts and getting distracted and doing all that stuff it's like it doesn't take so much to be interesting anymore or if i pick up a book and it's okay I can read it. It's like, yeah, this is cool. I'm I'm pretty willing to sit here and read this pretty okay book. Where as before, if that threshold is higher, where uh, I really want to go get distracted and pick up my phone and do stupid things on my phone and whatever, then it's like it's really hard to be comfortable doing that. So I what you're saying is totally true in that I, I want to be doing things that I think are more valuable. I would rather be reading books than right, right. scrolling through Reddit all the time. But it's kind of two sides of the same coin where if, if I'm able to cut down on a lot of this stuff, then reading a book becomes a lot more appealing. You know, if you're stuck in a room with nothing to do except a book, eventually you're like, going to read the book. But if you're you know, battling this constant distraction all the time, like the desire to read it is not really there. So I, I've thought about right. it from both sides. And I there's things that I want to do. I want to be playing guitar. I had set a kind of set a goal to do that a few months ago and it's not really happening right now. I was doing it and kind of fell off and whatever. And like, I really want to be doing that. So I want to be reading more. I want to be playing guitar. I'd like to be playing piano as well. I, I have a bunch of stuff where it's like, yeah, I want to do these things but I hardly ever want to do them in the short term because of this problem. Okay, well, this is one tiny aspect, but I wonder if, you know, the the act of playing guitar or that want of, oh, I want to play guitar, that can be considered about as boring as reading a boring book. 
Okay. In comparison to amazing flashing, you know, flashy Reddit or, you know, something yep. interesting online. But if you make that a little bit more interesting of, oh, I want to play guitar because I'm doing a show in a month from now, which that's another thing I have to do this next three months. I'm, yeah. I have to play in a band and do another show in like a month. So I'm going to be practicing guitar a lot. But anyway, if, if you can take, I don't think you should play a show because you'd <laughs> yeah, be miserable. Not, not happening. But can you tie it to some sort of event that would be more exciting and it would fill in backwards a bit more excitement into every day of you playing guitar? Add a little pressure to yeah. it, add a little bit of excitement, add something bigger and, and move it up in the scale of excitement level com in comparison to everything else. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that's... Time... I, I maybe this doesn't apply, but that's how I fixed my exercising problem because I kept thinking, yeah. oh, well, I need to exercise or, you know, I want to play guitar, but I, I want to exercise. I need to exercise. But then it comes down to it. Oh, I really don't feel like doing that. That sounds awful. So no thanks. Even though I want the long term benefits of it, right. it's just it's too hazy and too boring. So tying it to an actual event and and actually tying it to multiple events you know going rock climbing doing a ropes course or, or doing all these different things it makes it exciting it brings the level of excitement up and working out now seems more fun and i've also you know gained some momentum and it it builds yeah. and it becomes more exciting i i know that's just one side of it but no i do agree but at the same time like i used to play guitar for fun i want oh. i should be able to play guitar for fun no, I don't think so. Think about it. Why did you play guitar? It was at the center, the, like the center of your social life. You know, you're good at guitar. Wow. People think you're really cool. I have you, never had you a play social life. But. Okay, your minuscule social life. And yes, you did have a social life. Maybe not a big one, but you had one. You played guitar in groups. You played it at school. You played it in front of people. This was a part of your being. Okay, now yeah. it's just a little instrument in, in the back of your room that no one hears except like there is no importance. There's nothing attached to it other than guitar. I should be able to play it for fun. I don't think so. The reason why it was fun before, I think, were for much different reasons than than you you think. I think it's way more complicated. It was t it was tied in or woven into so much more of your life back then, I and mean, that's why you saw it, it as fun. Yeah, it was for sure. But I also, I mean, I picked it up. I, I mean, I was obsessed with playing it. I picked it up in the first place because I, I thought it was fun. Like, I don't know that it had become a part of my identity at the start. I think that thinking that way of, oh, I should, I should just enjoy it. I'm just going to beat myself until I enjoy it. I think that's, I think that's wrong. And I, I think one of the reasons why you probably enjoyed it back then, and this goes for really anything, is because it was novel and new. Yeah. I also think it was because it was attached to a lot of other stuff in your life. But just off of that, it's novel and it's new. Now when you look at it, it's this old thing you've been looking at for however many years, a lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> we are old. Uh, it's, it's this thing that's been in your room for all these years. There's nothing new about it, okay? And And... Your skills have surely gone downhill a bit since last time you were at your best. When you're at your best, you're pushing on newer and newer things, and that's exciting. Yeah. Now you're 
you're having to work all the way back up and nobody wants to do that that's boring so if you want to be excited about guitar again you need to make it new it has to be as new to you as it was back then find some new angle on it make it exciting again don't expect it to be as it was before because it's not it's totally different now so you i think you can go about it in at least two ways one is you up the level of excitement for the thing that you you know deep down you actually want to do so you make guitar more exciting take that seriously and make it actually more exciting okay that's one level the other way and or the other way you can also do uh is get rid of the things that seem more exciting uh and i think that's that's kind of been your main yeah tactic right now is weed out all the distractions well, and, and to be clear, the stuff that is like comparing it just in terms of excitement doesn't quite capture it because right. scrolling through Reddit, looking at stupid videos of random things, like I don't, I'm not excited about it. I'm like, sweet. Yes, I get to do that tonight. You know, it, it feels crap. It's like just eating junk, you know, oh, there's a bunch of leftover Halloween candy in the pantry. I'm going to eat all of it tonight like that's what it feels like it feels bad whereas if someone said hey do you want to go out to like this really cool restaurant they do this you know three course meal with all this fancy stuff and it's awesome or like special sushi that's exciting that's cool but it's a pain you got to go out you got to dress up a little bit or whatever it's a whole deal you got to make awkward conversation in a weird restaurant but it's like it's cool it's special that's kind of the equivalent there like i'm being i keep choosing the lazy garbagey stuff where like ah eh, you know what i could play guitar i could get it off the wall i could whatever but it's like nah i'll just i'll just waste time i'll just do whatever and so i there's definitely two parts to it of trying to make the guitar more appealing but at the same time it's also i i really gotta kind of get the the junky stuff out, out of the house right like I, i've said this before yeah. my diet revolves around the decisions I make at the grocery store, I really just don't have the willpower to deal with it at home. If it's in the pantry all the time, staring me in the face, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. That's just what's gonna happen. I've been, I fought the battle for a long time, realized it's not for me. I just have to not have it. But I'm running into the same type of problems with technology and all the distractions that are just kind of waiting for me there. And it's hard to come to the same place because I can't really cut it out of my life entirely. I actually have to have it. It's part of my job. It's part of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but I I bet you could cut it out way more than you do. I, I agree. And I agree. And I, I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, man. Now that my computer shuts off, which it will shut off in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and it stays shut off, it, it weirdly has changed my life. It's like this simple little thing that, of my right. computer shutting That's off. That's what don't I'm waste saying. Yes, that's what I want for you. I want this. It's, yeah, not to like be he, that guy that like quits drinking coffee and then tries to no, convince I know. everyone be that else. Guy. I, yeah, it it happened almost incidentally, you know. And then all of a sudden, my computer, all those wasted hours on YouTube and Reddit, are gone, and I feel so much healthier and and better. I mean, you could hear it in the in the show for the last like two months or whatever i've been talking about how good i feel and it's because i actually feel really good and it's you know you tell yourself all the time oh well you know sometimes your brain just needs to relax and watch 
hours and hours of just bullshit uh, YouTube videos or scroll Reddit. No, it doesn't. Your brain never wants that. You think you want that. You never want that. You never, ever need that. Sometimes it's nice to watch a good movie, okay? It's nice to watch a good show. Those things can make you feel good. But to scroll forever on these shitty websites that just ruin, it sucks. Your brain doesn't want that. Trust me, it doesn't want that. And when you're away from it for, for a, an actual amount of time, you begin to see, oh, yeah, that's really bad. So I want that for you. I want that for <laughs> everyone. I want it to stay that way for me. It's like, get, get, get off your computer. Like, get that's off That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's it. Like you, we're talking about like, oh, you got to come up with a way to make guitar better. You got to whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, all yeah. that applies. But right. all of that stuff pales in comparison. Like it's right. the phones yes. and the computers. That's what it is. That's the secret is that that stuff is sucking up all of my energy and mental space and attention. Yeah. You need something more ruthless than your inability to say no to this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need an exact shutoff point at some point in the day. Like you need something stronger yeah. than you, which shouldn't be too hard because by the end of the day or whenever you're getting distracted, you don't have the willpower to say no. So come up with a system that yeah. knows what's best for you. I, I'm I'm working on that. I'm trying to engineer yeah. figure out a plan for what that looks like. Because again, I can't I can't go cold turkey without literally changing my entire life and I, i'm not doing that like i i have my job is i work remote on a computer doing software stuff so that just that has to be part of it you know i'm not gonna be a you know i'm not gonna go right. hunt moose in the mountain or anything so that has to be there my personal project is software based so like i have to do it i gotta figure out a way to coexist with technology Remember a long time ago, we, we were talking about this idea of if, you know, you can go this whole length of a project and you, you build off of all your previous decisions. And a lot of times, whatever decision you made at the beginning, you just yeah. stick with all the way through the whole way, the whole way. When really you need to be able to reconsider some of those decisions, even if you're very far away from them. So for you, the way you do your work, I think you should step way back. I mean, maybe you already have, but step as far back as you possibly can, reevaluate the entire way that you work on a computer, what's on your computer, the way you go about it, the time frame you do it in, reevaluate everything. Um, one thing that I want to do this next three months is, and maybe I'll push off to the next, but reevaluate my entire uh, oil painting setup. I have a tabaret, I have a drawing desk, my chair, I hate my chair. Uh, I just, I want to rethink all my furniture and just, you know, because my drawing desk is too short, my, my chair is too stupid, and my tabaret is too old and doesn't work right. I, I just, I want to rethink all the very basic level yeah. stuff. And I think... I have faith that y you can come up with a very creative solution if you look at the whole and the way you work. Yeah. Um, because you keep, I have these same things for myself, so it's, it's not that it's not true. But the number one thing you keep saying whenever we talk about these distractions is, I have to have it because of my job. I have to have it because I work on a computer. 
And though that may be true in part, I, I want to make sure that it's not just a blind spot for you, that you're not looking down. Yeah. You know, you're choosing not to look for solutions down that road because there's a big sign that says dead end. Push the sign over and go down the road and see what happens. Right. You know, no, no, no. And I, I agree. And, and they're one of the things that Dr. K was talking about. He was describing his intermittent fasting approach to technology and how he has eight hours to do work and he's you know he's mr healthy gamer so or dr healthy gamer so he does gaming and stuff like that it's like well how how would you do if you only have eight hours how can you work and game and do all this stuff and he's like well actually you'd be surprised where at work you don't actually have to be at a computer every second and he t describes how he you know has this big notebook and he actually writes out a bunch of ideas and does everything on paper and then you know he spends the first hour or two of his day just working it out on paper and then going to the computer later on during the tech window and so actually he's not spending eight hours a day at work on a computer he's doing it you know only a, a subset of, of that time and then you know for gaming it kind of leaves some time for that so i'm thinking okay maybe there are ways that i can work or do some aspects of work without actually being in front of a computer so that's one thing i'm right. thinking about i'm not exactly sure how that's going to work out because i'm you know right. a coder and whatever but it's an idea um, the other is that I was thinking about my desktop environment. I've described this a little bit before, how I kind of, it hit me one day, uh, a month ago, a month or two ago, that, oh my God, I did this entirely backwards. I spent all my time trying to come up with the, the most fluid, easiest, you know, right. most ergonomic desktop setup ever, where it's super easy to go from the browser to the coding to this and that. And like, well, actually, that's the opposite. I want it to be hard to switch contacts. I don't want to have a million windows open and I know exactly where they are. I can get to every one of them at the, you know, the touch of a button. That's wrong. So I started thinking, wait, I need to put some friction between me and getting to the browser and stuff like that. So I did do some of that. But now I'm thinking, okay, that actually was helpful, but it's not solving the problem. There's still just way too much going on here. So even today i was trying to figure out i've been been working on this i want to design a environment in the computer that's text only where you can't see pictures or anything all you can do is type and do a see, text this, thing this is what i'm talking about this sounds cool yeah and i i figured out how to disable the uh the touchpad or the mouse so you can't you can't move a mouse anywhere and so it just you you boot into this mode in the computer and i have to try to make sure there's a lot of friction between getting out of this mode and back into normal mode, right? Kind of in the same way that you have your computer shut down. You can still get to the computer, but it's a pain because you got to boot it up. So I'm trying to come up with this mode where I like boot into this mode in the computer, text only, no mouse, only one window. You can't move to a different space. It's just one thing and it's just text. And so I can write code that way because that's text. You know, I could do random text things. I can write notes. I could look up Wikipedia or things like that as long as it's text only, but there's no images or anything. So that's something I'm working on and that's going to take some figuring out, but it's kind of a weird concept to think I want to, I'm going to design this environment for myself. And the goal is not to do everything and be super slick. It's actually to do very little and to force me to be in this very constrained environment so that's an idea i'm kind of pursuing that maybe i can spend the first two hours of my work day in text only mode where that's all i'm doing and i can't i can't get right. on discord i can't get on anything else that's that's an avenue i like that that, that seems creative and yeah so yeah that sounds cool 
Is there anything, we only got 12 minutes, is there anything mm -hmm. that is unclear or undecided or just kind of you're not sure about for the next three months? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I, I've kind of been thinking about this handful of small habits. You know, I yeah. wanted to take a little bit of a different approach or, you know, than doing the big habits that are really hard. So I have, you know, two minute, I have a bunch of two minute habits that are kind of on deck, you know, two minute meditation once a day, two minute guitar playing. And if, if anybody didn't listen to these, we did some podcasts before on this idea of the two minute habit. And it's actually great. It's a really cool way of doing habit. Um, so I've kind of got a bunch of these. Wait, have you, you've been doing these? No, these are, these or are kind okay. of ready to go for this okay. month. Um, I have not, not been doing these. Um, but I have a list of things that I'm interested in. So one thing I'm not too sure about is do I just do everything at once? Like new life, new me. There's 10 new things that I'm doing every day. Or should I kind of introduce once a week or what? I kind of did the one habit at a time previously, but they were really big, like disruptive, you know, spending an hour plus exercising every day is like a pretty monstrous thing to show into your life. So I did it one at a time and that worked well, but I'm not sure if that's the way to do it here or not. So I was thinking one a week all at once. I don't know. I, I think that one is, is better than all because if you remember then the biggest benefit was the time you spent thinking about that subject later in the day. So you yeah. work on it for two minutes and then you think about it through the whole day. And right. I think if you're doing 10 different things, you're, I don't know. I, I think you're restricting each one. To... I, that's kind of what I was leaning towards too. Um, plus I don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to get in that mode of like, everything's amazing. I'm going so hard and then switching like the Luigi Waluigi thing. I think there's kind of a yeah. risk there where you're just like, forget it. Everything falls down. But part of me also really wants to see you try to do 10, two minute challenge things like all in a row every day for a while and see what happens. Well, that would be but the I goal like to get yeah. there. So yeah. it might still happen. Yeah. So I guess try them both. Cause you really won't know until you yeah. do them. I might do kind of the, the like streak system where okay if i do i pick one i do that for three days add another do those two for three days add another and then if you miss one then it goes back down then you know? it goes down yeah yeah i like that idea might be fun anything else i am go this is this isn't something that isn't clear this is very clear i am going to do one month starting tomorrow of don't unplug the phone that i'm pretty cool. pretty sure about that needs to happen month is that's and, a long time so and you're going to be as serious as we were before where yeah i i'm gonna make a couple concessions for well basically just if i need to go somewhere i'm gonna bring the phone with me because i don't want to die starve to death because my credit card stopped working and so yeah. right but other than that it's gonna be if i'm if i'm at home normal circumstances the phone stays plugged in and I can only use it if it's plugged in by the coffee pot. You can also delete apps. That always. I've deleted all me. of the apps. There's no apps left. Right. Yeah. There's okay. a web browser and that's all it takes to get distracted. You can block I mean, websites. I find there's other websites. It turns <laughs> yeah, out there's a lot of them. Right. That's a fool's uh, errand. All right. 
well, yeah. Well, for me, I, I'm also going to Portland next month. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I already said that, but that's on my list of things. And I, there's actually quite a few things. Like there's that concert in one month. I have to learn 10, 12 songs or practice a bunch of them or, yeah, I got to work on that. So that's going to take a bunch of my time and then going to Portland. And then it, I have quite a few things this next three months that are coming up that have nothing to do with, with art. Uh, and so juggling all of that and trying to work faster. I really don't know how this is going to go. It might be a really stupid idea to try to do more in less amount of time and make it easier. <laughs> Maybe those things don't mix for, you know, I don't know. I'm... There's a part of me that is a little bit skeptical, but I am me interested too. to see, you know, what what happens. If nothing else, you should learn something, and that's cool. So, But I've, well, in doing this life drawing class, I'm only there for two and a half hours once a week, okay? But through that two and a half hours, I'm doing way more figure drawing and more productive figure drawing than I have done in a very long time. And it's a shorter amount of time, and it weirdly it, it produces more results because it's very focused. You only have that time frame, um, and so I, I'm trying to take that and put it into other things in my life because it's really working. So, yeah. There's a a service I heard of once. I never tried it. It's called Hire a Boss. <laughs> you told me about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's still around, but it's a cool idea. You pay somebody to be your boss and like yell at you for not getting stuff done. And it seems like it, maybe you could use that or something like it to create that environment where somebody's like, hey, I don't care that you yeah. need more time. It's done. So next but see, thing. I hate getting yelled at at work to be, you know. Yeah, hey, I know. This but piece. it's like, but if that's what works, I don't know. But I don't. Yeah, it's weird because I don't want that stress. I just want the good pressure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that possible? I want I don't a know. good feeling deadline. I want good fear. I don't want bad stress. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can try to find out, but... Okay, can we summarize this whole episode in six minutes? Okay, well, you... Three minutes. What's your plan? And then I'll say what my plan is. My plan is to do more paintings in less amount of time because I want to focus on finishing paintings and I want to focus on feeling good. And I think, I hope, my theory is that the only way to actually finish something quickly, this type of thing, is to do it naturally and to do what feels good. Because if I'm running into too much frustration, I won't be able to do it. So it's the sword and the stone. I must have a pure heart in order to accomplish this. And so it's it's just an experiment. It might be a complete failure, but I won't know until I try it. So I'm going to try this. And yeah, so I'm going to try to do two paintings in the next three months. I'm also going on a trip to Portland. I'm going to be on that side of the screen. And then I'm also playing a concert with like a lot of songs and I got to practice that. So I'll be playing a lot of guitar. and. I also got an obstacle course race coming up. So a bit of exercise stuff. And yeah, I'm sure there's more, but that's about it.
Okay, you go. Okay. Uh, I keep thinking about that line that it's hard to beat the guy oh. having fun. Right. And I want to be the guy having fun. So I'm going to work on that. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's the phone and the computer that's screwing me up. It sucks Just, all the fun out of everything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like we can go back and forth on all kinds of things. I think that that's really the, the major thread. Yes. And... If you give someone crack, all of a sudden nothing else is all that exciting. And, you know, so did you have you heard that joke? Oh, I forget the comedian, but he's like talking about how there's this new drug in the market. Like the news is like, oh, there's this new drug. It's called cheese. It has Tylenol PM and heroin. And he's like, I think it's the heroin that's uh that's doing the damage i so yeah same thing here it's the heroin it's the right. yeah so i'm i need to kick the heroin habit which in this case is spending all my time doing i hope stuff. someone misquotes you i yeah it just <laughs> yeah um that's what i really got to work on it's hard because it can't really just go to cold turkey so there's got to be a lot of things that all play into making that better kind of like a diet still got to eat without eating too much and eating bad things. So that's my main goal for this three months. That's what I'm after. Okay, good luck to everyone else in your three-month plan journey, whatever. See you on the other side.